Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 75. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have just a couple of beans on the line. Tonight we have Cracker. How's it going, mate? Very well, thank you, buddy. That's the way. And we also have Chewy. How's it going, Chew? I'm awake. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> good. So, uh, you've had a pretty busy week. You, you want to tell all the listeners out there what's happened in your world this week? Uh, yeah. So, uh, we had the, the very happy and safe arrival of Lola May Bowman, uh, joined us at, uh, four o'clock. Uh, was it Tuesday morning? Mon- Wednesday morning. Gosh. Yeah. What day is <laughs> One it? One of those days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, baby number three for us. So, uh, just like you guys, I've, I've joined the, the, the ranks of. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Of, of being outnumbered. And, yep. but yeah, all going well. Um, my wife's, uh, phenomenal. Uh, she's a legend and we were home really quickly and she, uh, yeah, she's bounced back really well. Baby's doing well. Everyone's getting a little bit of sleep every now and then. So, yeah, welcome, little Lola. Uh, yep. Already welcome got the signed up to the family. Yeah, already got her signed up to the Strixhaven League. So, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'll probably beat us all anyway. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, uh, what was that from the unset? Was it a half, half, half power, half toughness oh, yeah, yeah. little girl yep. or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. that's yeah, that's the one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, nice. I've, I've got a, <laughs> got one IRL now. So, yep. There you go. Oh, very good. And uh, yeah, massive congratulations from, uh, from not just uh, us here on the cast, but I'm sure uh, all the listeners out there would be wishing you a congratulations as well. So awesome news. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be seeing this little baby probably in the next couple of days. So should be yeah. good fun. Yeah. Hopefully it's, uh, uh, hopefully yeah, it's quiet. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty quiet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you just forget how small they are, you know? Yeah, oh, anyway. yeah. Tiny. Yeah, uh, cracker. I don't. I don't think you've ever had a tiny baby, have you? No, no. Lola's tiny. I saw her tonight, and okay, I was like, her head is only slightly larger than my hand. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, cracker dropped off some um, some brownies that his amazing mm. wife cooked up for us, and uh, some gifts. So it's excellent. So thank you very much to uh, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure your wife listens to this podcast religiously, cracker. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so thanks, Amelia. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Never listened once. Yeah, just nope. flat refuses to. Yeah. Couldn't even get her to do it. Yeah, couldn't even get her to download Ooh. it on her phone. I was like, I don't care if you don't listen. She's just like, no. So much support. It's a good thing, though. It's a good thing we get support from Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Hey, look at this. From else, so. he, he hasn't lost it. No, <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah. So, go on, Chewy. Tell us about our awesome sponsors. <laughs> well, um, I'm actually going to go and visit Pat. Uh, he lives in the same town or adjacent to the same town as my uh, my folks. Uh, but yeah, uh, they uh, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar are a Facebook auction page. Um, they put up uh, like a hundred cards every single night. Primo auctions on the weekends. Um, they are you know full time auctioneers. They've got you know the best sort of packaging and shipping going. And yeah, you can, um, find them just by searching Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar on Facebook, or I'm sure, as always, Shorty will have the link in the show notes. And, uh, just to show how awesome Josh and Pat's are, they've actually sent us a couple of pre-release packs and we're doing a bit of a Twitter giveaway. 
Um, so if you just go to at Magic Beans Cast on Twitter, you'll be able to uh, find us there. I think you've got it pinned there, Shorty, you mentioned. Yep, yep, pinned and post. Yeah, so just uh, like it, retweet, and if you don't already, give us a follow. And, yeah, we'll uh, send out, I think we've got two to give away, pre-release yep, packs. Yep. So we'll give, give away two packs probably yep. next week sometime. We might draw that. Excellent, excellent. So, yeah, yep. keep an eye, an eye out on that. And, yeah, they were donated by Josh and Pats to uh, support the beans. So uh, just another way that they uh, look after us. They look after us for our leagues and everything. So, yeah, make sure you uh, give them a... Follow, bid on some stuff, and tell them that the beans sent you. Very good. So, speaking of things that Josh and Pat's support, uh, yeah, not just our leagues, but also the the one day events that we run. So, you would have heard us talking over the last few casts about our one day historic event. So, we've been running these pretty much in between each league as as a bit of a, a way to sort of keep things going and keep a bit of momentum, but also give players a chance that that uh, you know don't want to commit to the league and playing over a few weeks if they can find that spare Saturday they can still get in play one of our events and earn those all important invitational points and uh, yeah we ran one this weekend which I played in Chewy you played in and uh, Stu also played in Cracker nope. you weren't there no nope. so uh, I think that means that you've got to uh, ask the questions and tell us who won and all that sort of stuff I can do that so uh, how was it boys <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Should we had a massive day streaming? I did catch a bit of it. Yeah, it pretty yeah. good. It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. All, nice. Streaming's always fun. Yeah, it was pretty cool to be able to see. Just like in Discord, there were so many people like chatting away all the time and stuff. Lots of people in calls and streaming into the thing. So, well done, Beans community for getting involved. Love to see it. Um, but how did it go, Rolling Royce, dude? <laughs> yes. On fire. <laughs> what is going on with that man? Does he, does he know how to lose? Uh, apparently not. So uh, J Mud, uh, loyal listener, long time, long term listener of the Beans, and, and uh, all round awesome bloke, has been managing a, uh, a table for us where he's tracking all the matches and giving us our breakers for the uh, the invitational standings. But part of that is we also end up with uh, win loss ratios and, and all that sort of thing. So. Uh, what was Rolling Royce's win loss over all the Beans events this year? Oh, it's like ninety percent or something. Yeah, ninety isn't it? something percent. He's like nineteen and two <laughs> over the year. Yeah, unlucky that one of them was in the the final. But uh, oh, you know, yeah, oh well. So Rolling Royce uh, and Pedro, uh finished one and two on the uh, on the standings for the historic event, and that was the uh, they were the finalists from the Caldheim League. So obviously, uh, the- uh, both. Group cracker from the last group. Thank you very much. They both went like ten. So they and went one ten and one in the, in the last and one or something like that. It was yeah, just yeah. insane. This guy just, just absolutely crushed it. Yeah, and uh, so Pijor was on goblets and just yep. drew the absolute. Like I played against him in round one. And drew like Pijor draws like. Oh, it was it, it was nuts. Yeah. Like he he tried to Top mix it up by having yeah. you know twenty different art mountains or something um, <laughs> but just hit the absolute stones and killed me on turn four both games or something insane through a graph digger's cage and just it was just like what's the perfect cards you could possibly have in your hand Pedro? here they are um and rolling royce uh was playing gruel in the yeah. uh in the historic event and he, took he it smashed me 5-0 that was there, that so. was my my only only loss for the day was uh was to rolling royce yeah, and, so well, uh, worth mentioning. Well done, Shorty. What did you play? Uh, yes, yeah, so I p- ended up playing the Simic Turns deck, uh, and that took me to a third place finish. So it was was pretty happy with that. 
and we'll probably, I guess, have a bit of a chat about our, what, why we chose our decks and all that sort of stuff. But it was uh, it was good fun. I had a lot of fun on the day. Um, so putting me finishing in third place meant that uh, I was eligible for a invitational point, but. Being that I am uh, one of the beans, my points passed down. And uh, J-Mud does the old Stephen Bradbury yet again, finishes in fourth place and uh, gets that hand-me-down invitational point. So well, well done, J-Mud. one as well. It wasn't he like a long way off or anything. It was <laughs> no. breakers, right? I think, yeah. I think the only reason was my only loss was to the ultimate winner, and that's that's why I was above him in the, uh, right. in the standings. So, yeah. But just circling but, back uh, on... Uh, well a point that Shorty just made, Cracker. When when did we make the decision to make Shorty a honorary bean? When did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, right. Okay. Who's, who's editing the cast tonight? Yeah, they say, do you want to do all the stuff? That it's it's been does? a fun ride, guys. Yeah, it's been good. <laughs> Seventy-five episodes in, we're done. Yeah, it's that's it. Mutually assured destruction. Yeah. That is. Um, so we had twenty-two people sign up, and I think we had like eighteen different decks or something, right? There was yeah, so we we ended up with really diverse. Yeah, two two people on the Simic turns deck so myself and and benny r his his build is a little bit different to mine mine was a stock standard net deck uh which i'll talk about later uh we had two people on green on yeah green red gruel and one yeah, rolling Yuchui royce and myself and yep. rolling royce and then we had uh reese and mr pogue on blue white control and then every other deck was different <laughs> That's great. I, I was post posting in the Discord as the deck lists were coming in, just going, "What is going on? We've we've had like twelve deck list submissions. They're all different, and that just kept going and going and going. And yeah, it's uh, historic is a crazy place at the moment. Yeah, well, it, worth noting for those listening in the future, this was week one, so the uh, the Strixhaven cards have been out on Arena for basically a week. A week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, so there was some. Some considerations about wild cards, but um, nobody knew sort of what was good. It was really that Wild West, and it's really fun when you get, you know, that week one of tournaments like that where kind of anything goes. There's no, you know, bad guy, uh, best deck to target. Everyone's kind of figuring out what's going on, and yeah, uh, yeah so that's what we had. How did you land on playing Gruul then, too? Because nothing felt good. Um, so, what what was your uh, testing process? Emissary feels good. Um, there was a little, there's a bunch of burning tree emissary into stomp you. That was pretty exciting. Um, but, um, I had a look at what, you know, decks I could afford wildcard wise, and, and it wasn't many. Uh, a lot of the new, with all of the mystical archive cards being rares and rare wildcards on arena being, a pretty precious commodity. Rare. <laughs> a, a rare commodity. I didn't want to say it. Um, so it uh, it did limit what I had. So I my historic deck of choice in the past has been the like the mono brown um, deck with the you know the mana ramp, all of the colourless rocks into and then into Ugans and Khan wishboards and and things like that. And I played that deck a bit and I lost a lot. Uh, then I went, oh, maybe I'll try cycling and I, I lost a lot more. And then I went, oh, maybe I'll just play gruel and at least I'm then being, you know, pro, uh, proactive, proactive and yeah. And look, 
gruel and cycling aren't dissimilar in that you know they they're just they're doing a thing and they're um they're trying to do that one thing as best as they can but gruel has got a little bit more play with it a little less one dimensional than than cycling uh so that's why I went there I I wasn't happy with with my deck choice uh I wasn't excited by it really I was excited to play historic but yeah basically my testing was uh which deck am I losing with the least rather than which one am I winning with the most and and that's that's how I ended up and you know my finish was decidedly in the middle um with uh well I got the buy after we had a drop <laughs> yeah. uh, so I ended up on um you, you literally came in the middle you're two two and one yeah you came 11th out of 22, 22 exactly so smack bang <laughs> in the middle so it was uh yeah so and that that pretty much uh reflects where I was at with the uh with the deck, I didn't have the wild cards to buy uh, the you know any mystical archive cards. Basically, I couldn't I couldn't get brainstorms. I couldn't get time warps or whatever was going on. So yeah, I I built the deck my deck out of you know what I had. So yeah, yeah, that's where we're well, at. I remember I think it was Benny R posted in the Discord and said, oh, "Okay, like has anyone got any?" any tips or a three-step plan for how to choose a deck and it was basically (laughs) my response was like you know look at all the decks that you that you think you might want to play figure out how many wild cards you've got and then just play the deck that you can you can afford and that that was it that was (laughs) literally yeah literally where i was at and yeah yeah, and sometimes embercleave got there um i had uh i forgot lightning helix was a um a card in mystical archive against Jeskai Control, yeah. and I got <laughs> when you uh, gave you, that was against J Mud, wasn't it? You gave it him was a good in game, the last the round. early good game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gave so him the good, good game, then activated my Ramanat Ruins to deal two points at the he, last he was two points one. of damage. He yeah. was on one, yeah, and then yeah. he helixed me in response, untapped, and then just won the game. So, uh, so yeah, be careful with the premature good games, people. Public Honestly, service announcement. I'd, I would have given him an envy point just for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, so yeah. what about you, Shorty? How did you land on your... Uh, yeah, so I spent most of the week... I, d- I did a bit of testing. I'd, the deck I'd been playing the most in Historic was the Mono Black God Pharaoh's Gift deck. And I was kind of looking at that going, okay, that, that might be a good option. We're expecting a lot of Graph Diggers cages to be getting played just with the all the ultimatum decks and um, Coco decks and goblins and those sorts of things, like Graf- Grafdigger's Cage is going to be pretty popular and Godfarer's Gift doesn't really care about that so much. So I thought, oh, that, that might be a good option. But then I came across a mono-red Storm deck. Mm. Oh, the Bergy deck, right? Yeah, yeah. So mm. you're playing Bergy. That looked awesome. Uh, you're playing Grinning Ignis and Hazaret's Monument. So you basically, once you have those three, you can infinitely draw and discard cards and, and create your storm count uh, until you find the card that you want being a grape shot, and then you just grape shot your opponent. So It's meta neutral, right, that loop? No. So when you've got Hazaret's you- Monument, it makes your creatures cost one less. Mm-hmm. So your Grinning Ignis is a, is a creature. It's a 2-2 two, two that's uh, two and a red, and you can pay a red to return it to your hand and add two and a red to your mana pool. So you get its mana cost back. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. So then when you have like when you have Bergy, every 
red spell you cast, you get a red mana. So that that Bergy and Grinning Ignis is just an infinite loop. You can just keep looping your looping your Grinning Ignis, and Bergy gives you the red mana to pay for it to to keep bringing it back to your hand. So that's that's your infinite storm count there. The uh, Hazard's Monument says uh, red creature spells you cast cost one less. So that means you you are actually going up in colorless mana each mm-hmm. turn or each each time you're casting them. But it also says when you cast a creature spell, you can discard a card and draw a card. Rummage. So that's how you actually churn through your deck because you can you just discard a card, draw some, discard, draw, discard, draw. And, and so you generate Storm, you find the cards you want, and then yeah, you, you just kill them. So... Fun deck. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing it. I was playing it. I was playing it on the iPad, sitting on the couch uh, in Best of One, and I had a bunch of games where I would get to like a storm count of thirty, and I'm just churning through my deck trying to find my card, and it would just end my turn. <laughs> That is oh, the worst. Wow. And I would just, I would just give the opponent just the uh, oops, and then they would have their turn, and then it would come back to my turn. And it's like, okay, I'm going to try and do it again. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again, and I just couldn't find, and then I'd run out of time again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that was quite frustrating. So I don't know if that was just the iPad, maybe a little bit of lag or or whatever. But yeah, that's that kind of put me off a little bit. And you were kind of the deck was relying on having two creatures, like one being a 3-3, three, three, one being a 2-2 two, two, that are pretty easy to kill. So it kind of it kind of got disrupted fairly easily. So that that was the deck. I Like, I literally played that deck all week. And then the Friday night uh, with the tournament on the Saturday, I did my usual, oh, here's a new deck. <laughs> I'll, I'll play this. Waterball. Uh, saw a tweet on Twitter. Someone had posted a, uh, a Simic taking turns deck and i have been known to play some taking turns in the past yeah if it's not mono red it's generally some kind of time walk that's uh, yep. that's if there was some pigeonholes we had to put you in that <laughs> so i uh yeah loaded up the list into arena and went ah oh, actually no only need to spend like seven or eight wild cards to get this and uh, and i had them so i went all right i'm gonna give this a go so i played three best of one games with the deck and i went two and one and Perfect. went yep that's it lock it in <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just know, right? It just felt good. Oh, it just it just felt fun, yeah. and, and yeah. yeah, it it felt better than the uh, than the storm deck. And I knew I was going to have a fun time playing it. Uh, the problem being that when we got to the tournament on the Saturday, I very quickly realised that my sideboard had zero cards for aggro matchups. And uh, oh boy, that was that was definitely a problem against Rolling Royce with his Gruel aggro deck. Yeah. Luckily, the rest of my matchups were all pretty good. I had pretty good sideboard tech for for most of the other matchups. I think I played. Who did I play? It might have been the AV Cable was playing cycling maybe, and uh, I think I just got a little bit, little bit lucky, and uh, and managed to get that win. But yeah, deck was fun. It was a, I think was a the AV Cable was playing the uh, Gear Hulk deck. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, Jeskai yep. Ultimatum. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the deck was cool. It was awesome to play with Brainstorms and Fable Passages to, uh, to get that sort of stuff going. I definitely, I definitely know I stuffed up a Brainstorm against Reese. I had uh, the deck uses God Eternal Kefnet, the blue one. That's mm-hmm. mm. four mana for a four or five flyer. But at the beginning of your upkeep, you can reveal the card you draw. And if it's an instant or sorcery, you can copy it and oh, cast it. So you're getting it. extra time walks out of it. Yeah, so you copy you copy it and then you can cast the copy but it costs two less. 
So a time warp that normally costs five only costs you three, and then you've still got the time warp in your hand. Oh, so I then, can so you, you get it back on top. Yeah. Oh. So and and I stuffed that up a oh, couple that's of times. Where, right? That's so deep. No, no, because you you don't get the brainstorm back. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. But you, but get, you can definitely you, you set up like for three turns. Yeah, you can put you know Kefnet's uh, not Kefnet uh, Alron's Epiphany on the top of your library. You can put a time warp on top of your library, and then you reveal them to mm-hmm. your Kefnet, and then yeah, cast it cheap, and then you get your extra turn, and then you cast the other copy you've got, and. Yeah, you just you just chain so many turns together, and you basically just kill them with either Nissa lands or the the four or five flyer, just bashing them in the air, or a brazen borrower. Like you don't need much to kill them when you've got five turns in a row and they're tapped out. So a lot of fun. Um, but I must say, a card that massively impressed me was and I've just completely blanked on the <laughs> on What's the name, the the green. <laughs> the green single abundant green harvest. hang on now I've got a abundant harvest that's the one so it's a card that's from I knew it started with A I was, it's all I could think of was adventurous adventurous impulse or something like that which I don't even know if that's a card it is it is it's a one green mana like I could see why you've thought of that one yeah they're not dissimilar but abundant yep. harvest seems more like a lot better a tainted pack <laughs> yes so yeah. abundant harvest uh, is a single green uh, sorcery choose land or non-land reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a card of the chosen kind put that card into your hand the rest on on the bottom of your library so this is a card from modern horizons 2 this card hasn't actually been released yet so this is the first time anyone's seen it and man this card is just so good you keep you know you keep a hand that's got two lands and some stuff, and an abundant harvest, and it's like, yep, snap keep, because it means I can get my third land, no worries. Or you keep the opposite hand where you've got four or five lands and abundant harvest, and it's like, yep, perfect. I can cast my abundant harvest on turn one and get a growth spiral or an explore or something like that. It just always gets you what you need at at any, any point. And then later on in the game, you go, okay, well, I've got like 12 lands in play. I don't need land. Well, I just drew an Abundant Harvest. Cool. Well, I can cast this for one, and I know I'm getting a spell off of this card. And, yeah, just so good. Really really impressive, that card, and definitely going to be seeing some uh, some modern play when it's legal in modern. Yeah, it sounds like well, I, Tron players are licking their lips there. I, for yeah. one, am shocked that Green got a good cantrip. <laughs> this is unheard yeah. of. Yeah, like half the time it was just better than brainstorm like brainstorm's obviously good but it's it's only good in certain circumstances and i've it barely played work. yeah I've, I've barely played with brainstorm so i definitely had those few times where it's like oh yeah i'll just fire off my brainstorm now and then it's like oh hang on i'm just like putting two cards back on top i haven't yeah. actually gotten anywhere <laughs> i'm gonna draw one of them Bit and of then i'm gonna draw the next one next turn yeah so whereas abundant harvest it was like i'm always getting a spell if I need a spell or a land if I need a land. So, yeah, very very cool card. I mean, Once Upon a Time was similar, right? Yeah, well, that, that's what well, it felt could, like. You it could felt choose like once upon a land time. or creature. Yeah, yeah, because it's like I remember playing with Once, time, once Upon a Time in Standard and you kept mm-hmm. those like one land. You could keep, you could keep no landers. <laughs> yeah, and, and either you had a goose or you didn't and uh-huh. you would go, okay, well, I'm going to Once Upon a Time. Oh, yep, there's my goose. Cool, play my land. There's my turn one goose. There's my turn two Oko. I'm all good. Or vice versa. It's like, I've got my goose, but I don't have a land. Oh, once upon a time, hey, there's my land. Cool, land, goose, okay. Sweet, yeah, off, off we go. So, I so think, it, it I felt think like this, that. I think this is a, a good segue to a point that I wanted to bring up with Historic. And, like, Historic's grown up 
It oh, is, yeah. It is, it is graduated. It is, uh, yeah, it, historic it's a was. a big boy format. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a, you know, a, a thing to do with your cards when they rotated out of standard. That's, that's why the format yeah. was <laughs> like. I, I remember when we did our formats discussion, like yeah. Overgreen on formats, we were like, oh, and then there's this format called Historic, and we don't care about that. We're, just, we're just not even going to yeah. talk about it. Well, we talked about it at the same time as Pioneer because they basically came out within like a month of each other. Yeah. They're like, yep. what is Historic? Like, yep. this is just rubbish. Now, like, it's just Pioneer. standard with one now, extra set. Pioneer is just not it. Like, does anyone even play that? <laughs> no, because it's, a, well, very few no people. One, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, Inverter got a lot of people offside uh, in that format anyway. But uh, with Historic, though, it, like, in my testing and such, it's like, I feel like I'm playing against modern decks here. Like, you can't just play your whatever standard deck with an upgraded mana base, like we all were at the yeah. start of the format. It it's become it felt like modern it felt like it, it 100% you know, the, felt like modern yep, yeah totally and if you're playing a uh, you know a deck that isn't a modern deck you know you're uh, you know isn't on that broken level thing it, it's it went from a fair format to a uh, a big boy format and yeah. you know people were playing you know 80 card Urian decks and just wanting to dirtle around and play well, these yeah, big like Jun, Jun Sacrifice was one of the top decks and now it's yeah. like why would you bother <laughs> yeah everything else is just so much bigger and and and, and that you know because I was playing the the artifact deck I was just so I was just the format had left that deck behind so hard yeah. and it was like I need to find something else and it some people are going to love that that you know historic is now busted um some people are going to be pretty flat about it because they just want to be able to play their standard cards again but yeah it's it's gone from a uh, a fair format to a a combo format and it's a uh it's going to be an adjustment for some people i i i'm fine with it uh but it's crazy that like one set release and a, not even any of the cards from that set really impact. No. <laughs> it's all the Mystical Archive. Yeah, literally yeah. 20 cards that they introduced yeah, yeah. into the format, and it is completely different. And there was a uh, an event on the same weekend, and uh, is it Nakamura, one with rogues? And yeah. it mm-hmm. so Inquisition, uh, Memory Lapse. Memory Lapse. And Brainstorm. Yeah, Memory yeah. Lapse with, you know, when you're milling, Thing. It's just better than Counterspell, right? So, yeah, yeah. It, you know, there's, um, it, it's gotten such a massive power boost from, from Mystical Archive. It, it's crazy. And there's going to be a bunch of people that are sad that they can't play their, their favorite deck anymore. But, um, yeah, it's a, a real, um, uh, shift. You know, we talk about formats being shaken up quite a lot. This is beyond shaking. This is like, you know, when you go to the, the paint store and they, they put your paint in that thing. It's like, <laughs> ooh, it's- uh, It's got to be clamped down tight. Otherwise, that's going everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, so, so the, the best thing about it being like a big boy modern format is the big boy prices that come with it. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Talk about that Nakamura Rogues deck. I was like, oh, sweet. I play Rogues in standard. Let me say, nope, not even close to having all of the cards I need for that. Yeah. yeah, so everything we, is we, rare. We mentioned that before that uh, 
you know, in our in our three step program for uh, deciding on your deck, figure out what you can actually afford, and and that was one hundred percent true uh, for this set because all of the good cards that came in the Mystical Archive were rares or, or mythics. So basically. The only cards in the Mystical Archive that were uncommons were cards that were already legal in standard. So dumb. So everything else was rare. So so cards like Brainstorm and Faithless Looting that are commons were rares. And that is a huge issue on Arena. Uh, it's, it's already taxing enough trying to get uh, the cards you need for your standard deck. And then, yeah, when you've got to drop... Four rare wild cards on four faithless looting, and then four more on your brainstorms, and four more on your abundant harvests, and then you've got other lands you've got to get, and it's oh man, it's it's a lot. So, well, I'll be honest, because I never found a deck, well, I didn't have a deck that I was happy with. I've not played a single game of historic since that event. I'm off yep. the format altogether. It's like I there's nothing that I'm interested in investing all of those wild cards in. I'd rather just play standard. <laughs> Standard's pretty good, so I'll just do that. So, yeah, it's fair enough, and, and and we do have standard events coming up, so that's that's fair enough. But yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's going to be one of those formats that uh, effectively it becomes like modern is in paper, where if you want to play modern, you have to be prepared to drop a few hundred bucks on a deck, and you've got to know the ge- degeneracy, degeneracy yeah. that you're getting Can yourself into as well. You, man, <laughs> I can't I can't just buy the cards I want. Yeah, I've, I mean. I spent so I, I haven't drafted Strixhaven at all. Uh, I, I would have liked to, but I, I just haven't haven't been drafting. I haven't drafted the last few sets. I had maybe like half a dozen rare and half a dozen mythic wild cards sort of banked up, and I bought the forty five pack thing just with gems because I, I put some money in for gems a while ago. So I bought forty five packs, and then I bought uh, and then I got you know the the free ones that you get and a few other random bits of pieces. So I've probably opened like. 55, 60 packs or something like that of, of Strixhaven. And that got me enough cards. Like I, th- I got a little bit lucky. I, I cracked a couple of Faithless Lootings and like one Abundant Harvest, something like that. But it got me enough wild cards that I could I could definitely build one, at least one of the top decks in, in Historic. And then depending on if I wanted to, you know, compromise a little bit on mana bases, that sort of stuff, I could I could potentially build two but the problem is I now don't have any wild cards for my standard deck. <laughs> so that is a problem. But you, like if you, if you were to drop 150 bucks into Arena, you would be able to build whatever you wanted. And like well, most when you think no, about true, if, No, no, hang on. You're not going to be able to build every deck. Sure, no, but, but, deck, like, but so, you can go, yeah. okay, I like these two decks. I can build those. And that's a lot cheaper than building a modern deck, right? Yes. Yeah, oh, but definitely. it should be because you can't do anything else with the cards. No, but yeah, but, but yeah, I get it. But it's just yeah. so Strixhaven is like statistically the most expensive set to to get all the cards in, right? Like yeah. because you've got admittedly more, which is great. Like there's all you know heaps of additional rares and mythics that you can collect. But if you want to collect them, then you know like it's a lot to to be able to try and get them. And so because you've got so many other hits, you, you're less likely to open the cards you want as well. So it's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, it, it, um, it is weird, and and we've spoken about this like off off cast yeah, before of that arena's economy is, it is what it is. Like that's there's nothing it, it you is. can nothing you can do about it. But yeah, and, and I know I think you were going to mention before like Saffron Olive Seth from yeah. MTG Goldfish. Mm-hmm. Like he he said on the, their podcast a couple of weeks ago that he put in like three hundred and fifty bucks, 
and he still doesn't have a full set of everything from the Mystical Archive. But mm-hmm. that's him trying to get play sets of every single card. Sure. And if you wanted to do that in paper, you would have to do the same thing. You would have to drop a few hundred bucks to get a full set of, of like a full play set of, of every card in paper. It's it's not yeah, really any different. So except for the usage of them, like if you Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, very yeah. different. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like yeah. You can play historic on Arena or maybe Brawl if people play that. But, you know, I've you can- I've never played a game of that. No. But with the Mystical Archive- <laughs> It's a format cards- that's not real and in, in six months' time we'll all be going, oh, historic Brawl, yeah. It's- yeah no, no, yeah. I'm not saying it's not real. I've just never built a deck and never yeah, played no, it. Yeah, no, nor have I. But, yeah, no, you get more use out of physical Magic cards yeah, than you definitely. do digital and you, ones, and you can so. always sell them and all that sort of, and that's always yeah. been the argument between, like, the Magic Online economy and the Arena economy and all that sort of stuff, so- yeah, anyway, it, it Historic is, seems it is sweet, and I'm just jealous that I don't own all the cards is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, but I'm not yeah. going to spend 600 bucks to get them either. So. No, nah, and, and neither but, am I. Like, And we're just not that not that sort of player. We're not in the position to to do that sort of thing. It, it, is, it is extremely frustrating that so many of those cards are rare, and I think, yeah. I think that was pretty harsh. Yeah. I mean, make them uncommons or something, right? Like, yeah, if you have to yeah. rare shift them, like taking, like you said, Brainstorm and Faithless Looting, uh, upshift them uncommon. Yep. Okay, yep. sure. I can, I can, I can go with that. Whatever. They're, they're super powerful, but yeah, just or even like at the end of the day, it's a business. Make a mythic, man. It's easier for me to get mythic. Yeah. <laughs> at the, at the end of the day, run. though, at the end of the day, it's a, a business, and they will approach the numbers. And I know they do. That, yeah, that's how they get the best value, right? So it's a you know. We're working in a you know capitalism's yeah, real. I mean, it shouldn't be a like a, a zero sum equation here where to have all the money. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I mean when they first announced historic, you <laughs> were meant to pay double wild cards to craft historic cards, and then it, there was a huge backlash, yeah. obviously, from the the community, and they were like, "Oh, okay, we'll we'll roll that back." So, you imagine if you had to pay two rare wild cards to get one faithless looting, <laughs> nobody would be playing historic. I mean, I'd flip the table, but I play on my phones. So I just have to drop it on the couch, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. Um, so we've talked a lot about that. I, I think I think everyone knows how. <laughs> Yeah, where we stand yeah. on it, but uh, yeah, historic is diff- is very different. It's sweet, but it's not. If you haven't played historic for the last month, and you're like, oh, I might dust off my historic deck, make sure you know what you're in for because yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's a completely different environment than yeah. than it previously was. It is, yeah, it is much more modern than standard. And yes, for me, to me, that is awesome because modern yeah, that's, that's has been change. my favorite format for a long, long time. And we just haven't been able to play it for a long, long time. And now I have Historic that is pretty much the same as Modern and has a bunch of cards that Modern doesn't even have. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of it now. And, uh, yeah, be looking forward to our next Historic event. So, Shorty, one quick question just on Historic before we move off. Yep. Why no bin chickens? You've got Faithless Looting and Brainstorm. <laughs> Why aren't you bin chickening people, man? Uh, I loaded up the list that it was like, you need to spend 19 rare wild cards ah, okay. and gotcha. 16 right. mythics. And I had the cards for it, but mm-hmm. it was like, oh, that is literally all of my wild cards. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to podcasts during the week and a lot of people were saying, it's just not quite, it's not quite there yet. It's still just missing like metamorphos or what everybody is saying they're waiting for is thing in the ice you just the the deck is missing that that 
uh, alternate threat that doesn't use the graveyard. And Thing in the Ice is so good. So I love that card. We should be seeing Thing in the Ice at some point, probably in the next year, when they yeah. uh, eventually get back to Shadows of Innistrad remastered. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, oh, yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be pulling chickens out of the is, bin all the time. Sprite Dragon is not thing in the ice no, is it? Sprite Dragon no, is good but it's, it is not. it's not the same it's yeah. yeah like I'm just thinking like what alternatives do we have and it's just like yeah everything everything is just not as good yeah so you've got Sprite Dragon you've got Storming Entity you've got Young po- Young Peasy they're basically the three alternates and they're just they're all good Terram- but they're not as good Terramander yeah you can yeah. play Terramander you can play Terramander yeah but yeah, still just just not as good as uh, having that turn three seven eight coming in to smash their face. Seven eight, flip your opponent's board back yep, into their hands. Seven eight, one sided evacuation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at instant speed. Oh, anyway, yeah. anyway, this is not a thing in the ice podcast, no. isn't it? No, well, but it should well, be. This is this is almost an entire podcast talking about historic. So, a few other things on the docket before we uh, before we wrap up. Uh, yeah, a couple, couple of things, uh, basically events that we want to talk about uh, for the rest of the cast. So uh, I might talk about this first one, seeing as you guys didn't even know about it, but uh, Game no, on Oz. Nobody did. No, no apparently, yeah, uh, nobody knows about this, as we'll get to. Game on Oz is a, uh, a gaming content community. They've got a, a website. They've got, they're on Twitter. They, they stream on Twitch. They do content for a bunch of different esports and different games and, and things like that. Uh, I don't know how long they've been around for. They seem to be growing and, and whatever, but they announced probably like a month ago or something like that, a, a tournament that they were putting on uh, for people from our area, so Australia, New Zealand, uh, but also like Singapore, Philippines, Malaysia, that sort of whatever that area is called, Southeast Asian. That's APAC, maybe? Uh, it's not APAC. Cause doesn't APAC include like Japan and... That sort of stuff. It does, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah not not those countries. Southeast but, Asia is different from Asia-Pacific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, free, free to enter tournament, best of one Swiss round. So, they've set the tournament up to be – they've they've said seven rounds of best of one Swiss, uh, and then they're going to cut to a top eight and do best of three, which is an interesting format for, for starters, but 500 bucks in, in cash. So it's like 300 bucks for first place, 150 for second, and, and 50 for third. Like that's, that's some pretty good prizes, plus boosters and, and things like that as well. Planning on streaming the top eight as well on, the, on their channel, twitch.tv slash game on Oz, AUS, which all sounds awesome. Uh, and it's uh, I didn't mention, but it's, it's actually this Saturday, the 1st of May, starts at 10.30 Melbourne time. And uh, I've been paying a bit of attention to it. And for a long time, there was like two people registered. And now there are four people registered. Oh, they've so, doubled, their, doubled their registration. They've, that's gone off. Yeah, which is really good for the four people that are registered if the tournament goes ahead. Because, well, it's three of them are getting cash. <laughs> <laughs> one it's of them's a pretty not, good EV. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so two, two of the people registered are from our Discord, one being uh, Aragoth and one being Tanker, so good on them. But, uh, yeah, we were sort of chatting about this a little bit before the cast. Like, this is the sort of thing we would uh, – It's it sounds like Wizards may be involved in providing prize support for this, which is awesome if, if that's the case. We really wish they would be doing this sort of thing with us, seeing as we've already got an awesome tournament series that uh, that we do, but – even though it's not us, it's the sort of thing that we we still want to promote because it really should be supported. 
like we saw this with the mogul events that happened a couple of years ago and that sort of thing awesome like cool prizes all that sort of stuff people played in them but it wasn't it didn't get enough traction and enough people playing it and so it just died like they, they just stopped running them and this is the sort of thing where it's like okay you've got these this gaming content community that are running this thing and when you only get four people registering they're just not going to run it again and so there's there's another avenue for people to play tournaments and win cash and stuff like that that's just never going to happen again so if you're free this saturday go and register i'll put the link in the show notes uh the the guys who are already registered are probably going to hate me for saying this because uh there goes all their really high ev but yeah definitely uh jump in and play if it only ends up with eight people it's going to be a pretty quick pretty short tournament so get in and play and uh yeah just keep an eye out for this sort of stuff and and try and support it the the problem with this is that like if wizards are backing this right and and it's a bit of an if but and then no one turns up it gives them the wrong impression that people in the region don't care yeah exactly and that they shouldn't do the support and things and it's just like well that's clearly not true because i mean we've got our league coming up <laughs> we have like 50, 50 players people. in it <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like well you know like that's you know like a decent sized thing that we've got going and you know there's obviously like a bunch of other people doing similar things and it's just like they're i mean it's good that they're spending some money maybe in supporting the community at some old levels, but like find the right places guys, not just yeah. like a random organization that, you know, they're not like magic nerds. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that hundred percent, but uh, it's, we should be supporting it for a hundred percent agree. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying like, Oh, this is terrible. Cause we're not getting the money. I'm just like, I, I want it to succeed so that wizards don't get the wrong impression and think that, cares yeah and this is something that we've battled with in this region for some time like yeah australia getting one grand prix or magic fest per year and like if you think about the geography and yes like there's like population density and all the rest of it but if you think about flying from melbourne to brisbane right however many like 2000 k's or whatever that is if you went 2000 k's across pretty much anywhere in the US, you'd be crossing multiple like premier events, Grand Prix and such, right? And, yeah. you know, it just- it's Don't even count Europe. That's like most of it. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. It's like like it's 14 countries, countries in Europe. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's always been a struggle to get Wizards' uh, attention on that level for us here. And now we can actually do it and, and, you know, there's always been challenges like, oh, I can't get to the Brisbane Grand Prix because it's, you know, our anniversary or something. No, that doesn't stop people going, does it, Chris? Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's always challenges when you've, you've got to travel so far. We can do this on a Saturday from the comfort sitting, of our own sitting, couch. Sitting on your couch, playing on or your phone. <laughs> on your phone, yeah. Look, yeah. It's my daughter's second birthday, so I can't play, unfortunately, but um, I would otherwise. But uh, Yeah, I, th- I think I'll be... I'll probably sign up and, I mean, if, if it ends up with five people because I sign up, well, it's going to be very quick. So, yeah, like I can literally just play it on my phone and, and see what happens. And if if I get too busy and I can't play it, well, I just I just drop out. But at least I sign up and show show some sort of support. So, yeah, yeah. Be, it would be good to see more of these things. And if, if Wizards are supporting these things, get in contact with us, Wizards. We're more than happy to uh, be involved in things. But as we talked about on our cast a couple of weeks ago where we did a whole lot of whinging, there's, uh, there's not much of that going on at the moment with uh, support with the content creators like mm. ourselves. Yeah. Yep. It's a bit of a All shame. Right. So there is another event coming up. Cracker, do you want to tell people about this one? We've spoken about these before. Oh, yeah. Strixhaven? Is yeah. that the one? The Arena Open. Arena the Open? Arena. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we've got the, um, it's another sealed one again. We're running it back, which we've, uh, we've done a little while ago. Um, and yeah, so. I think they did it with Caltime with the last set. They did yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure the last Arena Open was a sealed one. Yeah. Uh, so day one, best of one, which is interesting. Best of one sealed. Uh, and then if you crush it and you can make it to day two, then it's uh, sealed again with like a whole new pool and best of three. So yeah, it should be fun. Um, they're always good. They are, you need to go like uh, seven wins or three you losses. You can in your play area. best of three on day one if you want yeah, to. Yeah, you've got that option again. Uh, right. But it, you've got to go four and one. So I, I think it's uh, it, a bit higher. Well, it's, yeah, it's four, four and oh, you've got to go to, yeah, four to actually get there. Yeah, as soon, as, soon as you get one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I misread, yeah. I misread yeah, that. No, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a bit more forgiving to play best of one. And, yeah, so I think the majority of people will play that. And, yeah, it's a uh, – I'm excited by this, actually. I, I, I wouldn't mind playing it. Yeah, so it's it's similar um, cost as last time, where it's like twenty two thousand five hundred gold or four thousand five hundred gems uh, to enter. Uh, you do get oh, interesting. You get different card sleeves based on which one you're in. So you get a ruin sleeve if you're in playing the best of one, or a will sleeve if you're playing the best of three. Uh, and then if you qualify, you well, depending on how well you do, you get a bunch of gems. So if you get uh, zero to two wins, you get nothing all the way up to like. 2,000 gems and a qualification for day two. And then if you win on day two, no, they're not doing cash anymore. No, they yeah, are. Yeah, two, two, two yeah, I've got to scroll down. Oh, sorry. Yep. I was, I was yep. like, wait, best of three. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, up to two grand if you win. <laughs> yeah, seven six, wins. Six wins, 1,000 bucks, seven wins, two, two grand. Which is so, pretty solid. Yeah, look, yeah, even yeah. For, if, you, yeah. if you make day two and you get a win, you get 2,000 gems. So you don't. Yeah, on top of the gems you, you got the day before. You don't quite get your entry back. Uh, no. yeah, I think you do, because you... No, you get seven wins, you get 2,000 gems. Yep. For best of one, and entry is 4,500. Oh, it's 4,500, yeah, yeah, yep. So, but, yep. I mean, admit it, then you, you've opened, what, 12 packs? Yeah. Of magic yep. cards. So, it's, so, you've paid 500 gems for, for 12 packs, so, yeah, that's and not bad. And had two, two days of entertainment, don't... Yeah. Don't yeah, yeah, absolutely. From what a lot of people say... The like the EV on your best of three day one is heaps better. Like you only need to get one win to get a thousand gems, so you get getting your money back a lot quicker. Whereas best of one, you need to get five wins to get twelve hundred gems. So if you're a competent limited player, a sealed player, that sort of thing, you've you've done a, a bit of this format, then best of three is probably where you you want to be at. Uh, if you're a scrub like me. Best of one, which is what I display anyway, is uh, is probably where you want to be because it is that little little bit more forgiving. But yeah, uh, we've, so we've seen these no, I'm, before. I'm gonna I'm gonna rebut that with if you're a competent limited player and you played a bunch of it, then play best of one and just beat up on the scrubs like Shorty <laughs> in the best of one queue. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably a good point. <laughs> uh, but I I think. Uh, if you if, if your goal is to qualify for day two, I think you're much more likely to do it in best of one anyway. So I I here we go. I am going on record. I am well, recommending. Well, I am recommending if you're playing in this event to play best of one. So <laughs> yeah. to play fake magic. Yeah, but it's it's limited, so it's it's okay. Because <laughs> I'm actually uh, yeah. 
I'm actually a big fan of, and this is something we, we really should start doing with our cubes and things like that. I'm a big fan of playing best of one in limited and just playing more rounds. Like, how how much do you sideboard in limited in, in real? Like, I know when we cube, I might bring like one card in, maybe two, but it, a lot of the time that's pretty rare. I would much rather play against five opponents than yeah, play as long as we do, as long as we expand the number of rounds because you know yeah, yeah. variance happens, manuscript yeah, yeah. happens. Yeah, you so play, play, uh, no, play no, more no, rounds. Then we just get but- to draft cube again, man. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. The problem is that like setting cube up again after you've drafted it takes as yeah, long takes as those. like drafting and playing. <laughs> yeah, totally worth it though. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. Look, next time we draft my cube, shorty, I'm happy to give that a go. Sweet, sounds good. Yeah. I in. mean, you you build best of one decks in cube anyway, so it's yeah, fine. that's right. So, yeah, just want to read all the way. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> all all right, right, so, so when's yeah, that's eighth of May. Yeah, so next next weekend. Uh, yeah, it's it's that weird timing thing again. Like you, day one, you've got quite a bit of time to play. I think it starts like Saturday evening, and you can basically play all through Saturday night and for most of Sunday. But then day two is like. You have to get up super early. There's a, a time you have to check in, two-hour window you have to check in and then uh, play all your matches in the uh, the very early hours of Monday morning. So it's a little bit painful in that regard, but yeah, a chance to win some money. And yeah, these these events seem to be really popular. And uh, yeah, if you're into Strixhaven and Sealed, then give it a go. I have played a little bit of Strixhaven and Sealed and it, it's pretty gas, actually. I've so, heard, I've yeah. heard a lot of good things about the limited format, so... Yeah, Definitely need good. to get onto the onto the drafts. But uh, yeah, speaking of Strixhaven, Chewy, what's the uh, what's the last big event that we've got to talk about? Well, kicking off tomorrow as we record this, so probably as you're listening to this, if you're not signed up yet, sign up for the it's Magic Beads at Strix. Oh, it's already closed. It's, closed. it's already closed. It's closed right okay. Now. Yep. Uh, okay, it is closed. Uh, we're doing a, a stream tomorrow to announce the the groups, though. But we've got in the ballpark of 50 players in our Strixhaven League. So this is all part of our tournament series, which I said at the top of the show uh, is uh, supported by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Uh, so 9 o'clock Friday, the 30th of April, which is tomorrow, uh, we'll be rummaging through the Teferi's puzzle box and drawing everybody into their groups. Um, we're going to give away some stuff on the, uh, on the stream as well because uh, that's what we do. And as soon as the uh, stream's over, the uh, the league is open. So same format as we've done, uh, as we did for the Kaltheim League. Uh, there'll be four groups with you know, 12 players, roughly each round robin. And you have a month to play everybody in your group once. And then we'll move to a, is it 16 players? Uh, uh, finals, yes, it will be. Finals, yep. 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 Uh, same, and as, then, same as the last league. Yep. And then... So that it's a 16-player, like, double elimination. We hit the pause button when we get to a final eight competitors, and then we uh, we stream that and, um, yeah, play out for uh, 500 bucks worth of cash and prizes. Uh, so, and, sorry, like, yes, 500 bucks worth of cash and prizes is good, but envy points, bulk envy points, and the winner gets a... Uh, Auto cues. Auto cues for the Invitational at the end of the year. So uh, going to be great. Uh, we'll do a similar thing that we did with the last league where we'll stream some of the, uh, the, the group stage matches, maybe get some guest commentators in again and, uh, yeah, make sure we have a, a, bit of, a bit of interaction and a lot of fun doing that. 
And yeah, do, we'll be doing giveaways for uh, for people playing their matches each week. We've got uh, I received a package from Pat uh, not that long ago with some collectors boosters. So Ooh. we'll be having a, a collector booster per week to give away, as well as some vouchers for for Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. So yeah, make sure you're playing your matches each week. Yep, excellent. And yeah, it's a uh, it's always fun these leagues. It's always a bit of banter. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow night to see you know where. Where Pejor and uh, Rolling Royce fit. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not Mike <laughs> again, seriously. <laughs> well, t- well Stu- Stu's not here tonight, so let's just, while he, you know, he's, he's not going to hear this till sometime tomorrow, We all three of us, we can, like, agree and just rig this draw so that they both I mean, end up I in Stu's group. I do draw the cards physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah Stu, yeah, Stu yeah, won't, yeah, know, yeah. He won't, he won't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be fine. No, it's fine. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, easy. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. That's a great thing. Like Benny R said, it, he was like, I hope for a soft group, but... There's too many good players now. There's no such thing anymore. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, he's just right. It just how did we attract so many monsters? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not <laughs> free, free stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They yeah. get buys against the beans. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, hey, speak for yourselves. <laughs> I, I am <laughs> speaking from my last record. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, what one always was. around the middle again. I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that'll be tomorrow night, nine o'clock. We'll kick that stream off. They're, yeah, they're always good fun, and yeah, we do have uh, we have another pre-release pack from uh, from Pat that we'll be giving away on the stream. So make sure you're there and you're watching and and entering the giveaway because uh, yeah, we'll we'll be giving that away tomorrow night, and then the league will kick off straight away. So we'll run through all of that on the. Um, stream tomorrow night we'll run through the process we'll get everybody sorted into their groups pretty quickly with the mm-hmm. uh the strict save and sorting hat and uh yeah once it's up and running you're right to play your matches so get into them quickly so uh you don't have your group captain chasing you all the time or me chasing them to chase you uh so i think that's gonna do us for uh, for this cast uh the last thing we want to just remind everybody of which we mentioned at the start is the twitter giveaway so we're uh, yeah we do have two pre-release packs from strixhaven thanks to josh and pat's mtg bazaar again that we're giving away on twitter just go to twitter search for magic at magic beans cast or just twitter.com slash magic beans cast the pinned post on there is uh, is the giveaway, so you've just got to like that tweet, retweet it, and be following us. And yeah, we'll draw that uh, probably on stream next week when we're streaming some of our league matches. So get in on all that because uh, yeah, the more the more that uh, our presence grows in those sorts of things, the bigger our events get, which means uh, bigger events equals uh, you know potentially more sponsors and bigger prizes. So works good for everybody. So yeah, get on get onto that. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, and you're new, you don't know about our leagues and these sorts of events that we run. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of them. We've got a whole series of things we run this year, and the best place to get in on those is uh, through our Discord. So there's always a link in the show notes for our Discord. It's an awesome community in there. Heaps of really cool people. Always a lot of chat going on. So jump to the Discord, and that way you'll know when our leagues and events coming up. If you want to show us some support directly, you can pick up some sweet Magic Beans gear in our merch store, which again, the link is in the show notes. Uh, don't forget to go and check out Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Uh, as, as it's been mentioned multiple times on this cast tonight, they show us heaps of support. So go and join their Facebook group. Just search them up and uh, check out their daily auctions. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. All of those places, search for Magic Beans Cast or just Magic Beans, Ca- Magic Beans Podcast or Magic Beans Cast. 
if you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's going to do us for tonight. Thank you for listening as always. Stay safe out there and we will see you all next time. Bye.